Have you ever wondered how to show up as your best version of yourself no matter what life throws at you? You are not alone. I've spent the last 6 years on the comeback trail after getting fired as a burned out workaholic who missed her first candlelight wedding anniversary. When life gets tough, there's always a choice. Give up or show up. So how do you forge an inspiring leadership without the overwhelm completely from scratch? Join me in my quest to bring you the stories, strategies and tips you need to inspire you to succeed. I am Priyanka Khandalkar and this is Show Up with Priyanka. Hello everyone, welcome to Show Up with Priyanka. This is your host Priyanka Khandalkar. I'm so excited to welcome two guests today. Like normally I have one guest, like I'm just lucky today and I have two awesome guests today. They are Michael Solomon and Rishan Blumberg. They both have collectively co-founded three for-profit and three not-for-profit companies. In September, they published their first book, Game Changer: How to Be the 10x in the Talent Economy via Harper Collins, which distills the lesson of having managed talent across many fields. So happy to have you two here. Welcome, Rishan, and welcome, Michael. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Double so the trouble. <laughs> Pleasure is all mine. Before we dive in, Rishan and Michael, I would love to know from each one of you. Maybe Rishan, you start first. Like, what are the core values that drives every decision in your business, in your life? Like, what are those core values which is so important to you? Well, I think we both really um, adhere to and believe in the golden rule and the platinum rule. Um, Michael, I stole this. This one from you, I figured you might say this at some point. Uh, the golden rule, I think everybody knows, is you know, do unto others as you'd have others do unto you. Um, and the platinum rule is treat others the way that they want to be treated, not necessarily the way that you want to be treated. Um, so we really, we really, uh, you know, start with like a people first concept of is this something you know, is this is this value. Um, helpful to the individuals that work with us. Is it going to support them? Is it going to create an environment where they can be, um, you know, they have the flexibility to do their best work? Um, and that, and that's really, I would say, the number one guiding principle. It's, it's what is going to support the team the most and create the most professional environment where people can thrive. Awesome. I'm so glad you brought up core values because one of the things mm-hmm. that we did as a company that we think is important for other companies to do, and we always advise the comp- the startups that we work with about mm-hmm. this, is creating their own core values for their company. So mm-hmm. Rashad and I might have different core values as individuals, although what he just represented is pretty spot on for both of us. But we as a company got together and did a little exercise and we came up with, and I I, I dropped in the chat so you can yes, see Yes, I it. saw that. It's amazing. We've got six core values. I won't go, they each have a subcategory. I won't go into the subcategories, but it's striving for open communication and honesty. So being direct, owning our mistakes because everybody makes them and it's, you don't get judged on making mistakes, you get judged on how you address them. Mm-hmm. Three is wanting each other to succeed and working as a team to make success happen across the board, not just for us as individuals. Four is being excellent and working efficiently. Five is valuing flexibility and that personal lives matter. So we have to have that work-life balance in order to have the best work. We have to have the best personal lives. And then the last one is being reasonable. 
Um, and that's a that's a tricky one, but we really, really, really want to have people who work with us have this idea that that you know people can have conflicts, but we have to find middle ground. We have to find our ways to 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 be able to resolve those things. I love that being reasonable. Like that is first time I'm hearing that, Michael. And I feel like something I should probably also add in mind. <laughs> it's always interesting how we inspire each other, right? And where we can look into and what, because core values is so important when we hire, right? And like really aligning. And you two, you two are like working together. So I think you two have to be like, what do you call Aligned together. Yeah. yeah, in sync. So I think uh, that is so important. And a lot of companies miss this piece of like really knowing their core values. So let's go to the next uh, question, uh, Rishan and Michael. Like what made you start 10X? Like what was like, what? what is the story behind the 10X? Like I know it's probably something you both have a really... Because you both, I'm like, that's what I want to know. Is it like the friendship which turned into doing business together or you were colleagues at work? Like, what was that story? Um, I'll, I'll dive in here. So we go back to third grade. We, we started in wow. school together when we were eight years old. Um, and it's been a long journey because we we are we're we're not even 28 or 38 or even 48 anymore. We are now older older than that. So it's it's a long time, and we know each other really well, and we're 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 sort of like siblings in that way. Um, mm -hmm. And the journey sort of had a lot of twists and turns. We were entrepreneurs from a very young age, starting um, in high school doing some things that were legal, like a t-shirt business and some things that were less legal, like a fake ID business and, throw, <laughs> and throwing keg, keg parties. Um, we're pretty sure that the statute of limitations is up on these crimes, so we can talk about them freely. Um, <laughs> but ultimately what we knew, what we, what we wanted was to work for ourselves and build and create mm. the kind of company and the kind of lives for ourselves that, that met with that work-life balance thing that I mentioned about our values. And shockingly, I mean, it took a minute and it took a lot of hard work, but we've actually done that, which is pretty awesome and exciting. But, but to give you a little bit more granular information, so the first company we started in 1995 is called Brickwall Management, which we still have, mm -hmm. um, where we represent uh, entertainer, entertainers and people in and around the entertainment world. Um, and through working with those kinds of people, when the internet was becoming more and more popular, we were hiring freelancers ourselves to build properties for those clients. And we kept sort of bumping up against the same problems. And that was really the genesis that ultimately led us to 10X. It was probably about, I would say 14 years in the making where we were having these issues with freelancers. And it wasn't until around 2010 that we thought, hmm, maybe the type of representation that we've been doing in, in entertainment could also translate into technology. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was really the metamorphosis. And we still have these two companies running simultaneously. And it's very interesting to see the similarities between the two different types of talent, um, which we, we don't necessarily have to go into, but it's, it's just interesting. There is a th through line with both of them. For example, the tech talent that we represent at 10X Management, most of them are, in, are musicians as well. Um, so I think that there is something with the musical mind and mm -hmm. the technological mind that are very uh, simpatico and ingrained in each other. So interesting. So Michael and Rishan, like what is the, what kind of background you come from? Are you both from like HR or like tech 
like developers yourself like what is what is the <laughs> what is the background like educational wise that's 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 a great question and the answer is kind of funny so <laughs> we both have we both have college degrees Rashawn went to Wharton um neither of us have advanced degrees um but mo- most interestingly we can't really play any music at all and we can't write any code and yet we've mm-hmm. represented people and we can't make films but we've represented people and what we've learned over time is that everybody in every role needs to have somebody on their team who's an expert at the things they're not so if you are the greatest musician in the world chances are you're not the greatest at doing business if mm-hmm. you're the greatest dev in the world developer in the world chances are you're either not the greatest at doing business and you're probably not interested in doing it either. And that's what mm-hmm. we've, the niche we've created for ourselves is helping, helping to take the pain points out of what the talent we work with do, does. <laughs> that's interesting. Wow. That is amazing, Michael, because sometimes I feel like we are just the visionary, right? We see the gaps. We see the gaps and we create a solution and that's what you did. Like you don't really yeah. need to have background in certain things like i know like we like in past i have launched like uh, physical product businesses but of course like i don't come from like a design background i come from right. an engineering background i'm an engineer my husband is an engineer so we started companies together and you just need that analytical you just need that visionary and you 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 can hire freelancer to do different kinds of work so now now i want to dive into rishan and michael like who is your ideal client like you said you were talking about musicians are musicians the only ideal client you work with well no i mean you know so with brick wall management we represent sort of a wide array of of different types of people it tends to be musicians and uh, directors and people in sort of the film world um but on the tech side it's really about finding people who are seasoned mm-hmm. um exceptionally skilled at what they do, but also with a high EQ who really understand how to deal with people, communicate, problem solve, how to be reasonable, you know, as we talked about in our our last value, um, how to be reasonable is is an incredibly important skill when you're a freelancer in order Mm -hmm. to be effective and successful. So so really those are the kinds of people that we represent um, on the 10X side uh, and whom we call clients Mm-hmm. And customers, the companies that they end up working with and contracting for, um, you know, the companies that we find a most effective work relationship with are the more forward-thinking companies. Um, and the reason we wrote the book is that there are forward-thinking companies out there, but there are still so many companies that are uh, dealing with a lot of the old-world methodologies and mentalities as far as procurement and management is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um so the companies that we work really, really well with and our clients thrive at are ones that understand and appreciate the difference between good and great mm-hmm. um, and also understand the need to allow people who are good at what they do some mm-hmm. modicum of freedom um, and less micromanagement, mm-hmm. um, which I think is is the key to most successful technology companies is that they create alignment with a group mm-hmm. through say OKRs or smart goals or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they, the managers that are great, they allow their, their team to do the work that they have to do without micromanaging them every step of the way, which would be impossible. Um, so that's a little bit about like sort of who we work with and um, who our clients most effectively work with as well. Wow. And, that's. And 
yeah. would just add, it's amazing to see companies come in the door who want to engage our freelancers. Some come in the door and mm-hmm. it is fast and easy. I need this person. I, I know it's going to be expensive. The market's crazy. Show me somebody great. And they can be off and running in days. And then we have other companies come in the door mm-hmm. who say, oh, but I saw an Upwork that you could get somebody for uh, <laughs> half of what you just quoted me. Mm-hmm. Our answer is not only can you get somebody for half of what we quoted you, you can probably get somebody great for half of what we quoted you, but it's going to take you a year to find that person. And if you want to go now, this is th- these are the people who are available, who are ready, who have been pre-vetted. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a much faster st- you know, onboarding process when the the company, when the customer in our in our vernacular understands that that there's value in speed um, and there's value in getting going. Love that, Michael. So I was I was doing like just before meeting you, I was doing a research of my own and I, I read somewhere like 51.3% of the companies have difficulty finding qualified applicants or freelancers. Like it's just like there's such a scarcity of skills or expertise or they are not able to find them. So how 10x management or how your book like i would love to know from the perspective of the book and also the perspective of 10x management like how do you make sure you attract retain uh the best freelancer for some for your clients it's a great question um and for us there was one real innovation that we brought to the technology industry which we brought from the entertainment industry and that's basically that we get a percentage of what the tech talent gets. That's how we're paid. So they know that we're aligned with them and they're not wondering whether they're being exploited. Most of the companies that sit between the tech talent and the company mm-hmm. say to the company, we're going to charge you $250 an hour for this person. And the company says, okay. Mm-hmm. And then they go to the talent and they say, we're going to pay you, will you do it for $80 an hour? And they keep the difference. Mm-hmm. And they feel exploited because they find out that the person the, the person who did this is not is not adding a lot of value. They yes, they brought it in, so there's mm-hmm. there's real value there. But there's not there's not you know twenty seven like, sorry there's not like seventy five percent of the value. That's that's not a, a good equation. So by doing it where we have a fixed percentage, the talent that we work with really knows that there's alignment, and as a result, while everybody else scrambles to find tech talent, we have a waiting list of six thousand people. Who we haven't even looked at because we we you know we we just can't bring them on fast enough. So we're, we're we will get to them, but it takes time. And the innovation but, was really the business model. The one thing I'll add to that is that we are intentionally not huge. We don't want to be a platform like an Upwork, for example. Mm-hmm. We want to be a personal shopper. So we're we're really a, a boutique agency where we handpick and pre-vet and rigorously select people in order to feel comfortable representing them. Um, The last thing we would ever want is to go to a company, pitch somebody a resource and find out that that resource really was not capable of doing what they said they could do. Um, Mm -hmm. And that happens all the time, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that happens very frequently in Upwork. It was certainly one of the impetuses for us to start the company is that we we had trouble finding people who were genuinely what they said they were. Mm -hmm. Um, So we really view ourselves as a personal shopper where um, Upwork, let's say, is a huge shopping mall. You know, you, you may find something great in there. You may walk around for a while, but you may get home and find that it doesn't really look great and have to try and return it, um, mm-hmm. or you may not find anything at all. 
Um, mm-hmm. So that's really the fundamental difference, I think, with the way that we approach things versus a lot of other companies that are out there. Interesting. And yeah, like it can be difficult to like really trust someone on Upwork and Fiverr. Like normally we look at the reviews, right? <laughs> we interview a couple of them. And then of course they have to align with this. People just like, okay, like interview them and hire them rather than doing their certain steps. And like knowing that someone like 10X is there who can really make sure that they're perfectly aligned with the clients. Because I'm sure like when you do this vet process, Rishan, like there might be some clients which will not align with this new person or freelancer coming in, right? Like you probably find the perfect match. So what is that process like to find the perfect match at 10X? You know, for us, it's really a match on a couple different levels. First and foremost, obviously, they have to have the skills that the customer Mm -hmm. needs. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's just assume that that's a given, right? Um, Each customer has different parameters. Some customers, like, they need something delivered within three months because they have a deadline. Maybe they're going to a conference and they have to, they're Mm -hmm. going to unveil something. Um, So the second thing we look for is, does our client that has the right skills also fit all the various other criteria. Are they available 40 hours a week? Are they gonna be able to to dedicate their time to this for the next three months? Um, Mm -hmm. Or conversely, are they gonna have 20 hours a week for the next six months? Whatever whatever those criteria are, we're looking to match that secondly. And then thirdly, if we can find somebody that has an interest in the vertical that the company is in, you know, and we are our sort of uh, back end for our clients really has it gives them the ability to enter a bunch of things that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we can make that third connection, that's you know that's sort of the the perfect the holy trinity of mm-hmm. making connections. But ultimately, it's the first two things that are the most important. Um, and then the other thing that we do is we make sure that there is really alignment in the first conversation between our client and the customer so that the client leaves that call feeling like they truly understand what the scope of work is. Mm -hmm. And that scope of work is what we put into our project proposals so Mm -hmm. that the client's impression of what they need to do is what is represented there. And then the expectation is that if the customer deviates with that impression, they'll let us know, we'll adjust the contract, we'll make sure that the client knows that there's been an adjustment so that when that contract is signed, essentially the customer is signing off on the client's interpretation of what that scope of work is. Um, so for us, that that helps to set things off on the right foot. Now, I will say no engagement is, is without its problems. There are mm-hmm. certainly things that arise on our engagements as they do on other engagements. Um, okay. Sometimes personality types just don't clash. Sometimes um, you know a customer is expecting a certain type of work and they get a different type of work. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a place where we try to step in and, and smooth things over and nip things in the bud when they come up, but mm-hmm. they happen. You know, it, you, you've got humans interacting together and therefore you're going to always have some uh, mm-hmm. friction, friction points. And the only thing I would add to that is we also look at culture. So when we're, mm-hmm. because we keep our roster small, our agents have a fairly good handle on the personalities of the tech talent we represent. And that allows mm-hmm. us to say, hmm, this guy who's a super great builder needs to be treated a certain way with a certain kind of respect. And this founder is really like a bull in a China shop. And that's not going to be a good fit. So let's yeah. not let's not bring those together. <laughs> um, and so so we're really looking at that. And, and that's Rashad the benefit said, of being small, by the way, is that we mm-hmm. know who these people are. And our intention is to get to know them well and to work with them for a protracted period of time. 
So normally, and, what is the time duration? Sorry, Michael, I think you were saying something. Uh, I was just going to say, and and as Rashawn said, we also try and look for people who have skills or experience. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, not skills, experience or interest in the topic. Now, what I what I tell people, what I tell customers when they ask about this is, yeah, if you're building a soccer app, I have a lot of clients who are going to be really interested in in building mm-hmm. an app related to football or soccer or something like that. If you're building an insurance app, we probably have a lot of people who have experience doing that and they'll be a great fit, but they probably didn't wake up this morning saying, gee, I hope I get to work on another insurance app. So mm-hmm. we always we always sort of keep in mind what's possible and, and what's going to be the best person for the role. Sometimes that's on interest, sometimes that's on experience, and it's always on skills. We love the insurance industry, though. We love the insurance industry. <laughs> so we're, ha- we're happy to do work with you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Rishan and uh, Michael, like, are you only serving the US-based clients or you're serving uh, all around the globe right now? We, we do serve um, companies all around the globe and our mm-hmm. tech talent is somewhat distributed, but okay. the significant majority of our business is in North America, US and Canada, both on the client and the customer side. We do quite a bit of business in Europe on the customer side as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a handful of clients in India. I only We've only done a few engagements with companies in India. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely have a bunch of clients in Israel, uh, um, clients being the tech talent, as a reminder. Um, and that's probably the good spread. We also have some digital nomads, which are technologists that roam around the world. Some of them spend their winter mm-hmm. in Thailand and scuba dive and they live really brilliant and beautiful lives. And th- this kind of freelancing allows them to facilitate that. Awesome. So Michael and Rishan, I would love to know your new book, A Game Changer. Can you talk a little bit about it? And uh, why did you write the book? And what is the benefit of someone who is going to read it? Yeah. So really the genesis of the book is it's a distillation of all the things that we've learned between representing entertainment talent and tech talent. Um, so it's really coming at it from the viewpoint of what it's like working with talent. Um, mm-hmm. And just calling an employee talent is a fundamental shift mm-hmm. consciousness from a cog in a machine to somebody that's more unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and we think that's super important. So the book is really split into two sections. The first section is really geared towards companies mm-hmm. and talks about what they need to do to be able to attract, hire, manage, and retain. 10x level Mm -hmm. talent. So 10x level talent is super high IQ, super Mm -hmm. high EQ. Um, So it's it's a lot of really practical. Do you want to say what EQ is just in case some of the listeners don't know? EQ is emotional quotient, the ability to empathize and and work with other Mm -hmm. people and be reasonable, as we talked about multiple times with the values. so, you know, that's really the, the standpoint that we come from it. And we shape it with some practical, like tactical things that can be done, but also through interviews with people in different verticals um, and experiences they've had with 10Xers and how they've most effectively worked with them. Then the second half of the book is really is geared towards the individual. Um, mm-hmm. We're all hopefully trying to be more 10X. Um, and we talk about a variety of things that we believe will be effective for people um, in any vertical to help push themselves down the 10x spectrum and to be a higher performer. So that's really the, the takeaways are, you know, and the audience is a really two things. There's the companies 
And then there's the individuals that make up the company. And one of the key points that we make, and we kind of sum up the book with this, is something we call the double hat world, which essentially is blending the two sides of the book together. Because if you're a manager, you're also the talent. If mm-hmm. you're a CEO, you're, a, you know, you're the company, but you're also the talent. And you always have to view yourself in this, in this lens because that allows you to seek out the things that we talk about in the second book and find mentors in your life, people that can help give you guidance and see around corners and address your blind spots and your weaknesses. Uh, Michael and I both have um, a strategic advisor. Our strategic advisor himself has an advisor. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's really uh, like uh, Russian nesting dolls where you've got <laughs> different layers on top of each other. And all these people affect the way that you as an individual perform and also the way you lead your company. So the double hat world sort of sums the two sides of the book up together. There, yeah. Awesome. And 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 Seth, Seth Godin wrote a wrote, wrote a blog post about this yesterday, um, which I happen Ooh, to wow. read. He's talking about coaching mm-hmm. and the fact so many people don't get coaching, and we can use that in a very broad term. In our in our vernacular, that's management. It could mm-hmm. be an advisor. It could, there's so many different different ways to get that outside perspective. But so many people don't do it because they think that it makes them look weak, mm. or that they you know they're the CEO and they they're at the top of the food chain. But it's the exact opposite. Everybody who's smart and secure and comfortable are the people who seek out always making sure they have someone who's going to tell them the hard mm-hmm. truths and tell them about their blind spots. And that's a big, I mean, this is really what we're advocating for in the book is how do you get yourself somebody in that role? And how do you put yourself in the role for other people who need you to be doing that? So amazing, Michael and Rishan, what you spoke about, because I always feel like we need to become that next level of person to hold that next level of business, right? To like really succeed and reach our next milestone in our business and really becoming that person. And one of the part is having a coach, someone who can like really guide you. Um, So important. I'm so excited, Rishan and Michael, to have this book. I'm going to get the copy after our interview today. Uh, It sounds so interesting. And when I work with my CEO as their right hand, we are always looking into talents. We are always looking into like ways to like make sure our culture, it's a culture fit, making sure we are all aligned and working as a team. Uh, And I'm sure like the book is going to give me so many tips. Like this interview was full of wisdom. So thank you for coming to my show today. I had so much fun and I learned so much and I'm sure all our listeners did too. Uh, Can you tell our listeners where they can get the book and also where they can reach out to you? Yeah. So we have a great book website called Mm gamechangerthebook.com. In addition to having our contact information there and, and other resources, Uh, We have a fun quiz that you can take to see how far down the 10X spectrum you are as an individual, or you could take it on behalf of your company based on what you know about your company and see where they are on that scale. Um, So yeah, you can do the the fun quiz. You can learn a lot more about the book and the resources, um, and you can connect with us at gamechangerthebook.com. Awesome. Thank you, Rishan. And Michael, can you let us know where to reach you? for the 10X management, like where, like, is it 10xmanagement.com? Sure. Yes. 10xmanagement.com is the website and info at 10xmanagement.com is the email address that will get to us if anybody has any questions. Mm -hmm. Plus we're on LinkedIn. It's pretty easy to find us. Awesome. Sometimes sometimes it's too easy to find us. Great. (laughs) 
So I'm going to put all that in the show notes, everyone. So you can reach out to Rishan and Michael and please do get the book. It sounds so, so amazing. As we said, like sometimes see as a CEO, we can be a bottleneck in our own business and we really need to like, uh, what do you call it? Up-level ourselves in leadership. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Totally, totally, Michael. So thank you. Thank you, Rishan. And thank you, Michael, for being here today. Uh, totally enjoyed this interview with you. Likewise. Thank you, Priyanka. Thanks. So today we only had this much time with Michael and Rishan. If you want to know more from them, learn more about them, learn more about their book, please do check out their books, check out their website and reach out to them at their social media, LinkedIn. And uh, Keep showing up and keep showing up as the leader you are meant to be. Talk to you soon in the next episode. Take care. I honor you for your energy and time to show up till the end and listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please do take a minute to rate and review my show and share it with others who needs it the most. This would mean world to me. Remember, your positive intentions, your presence, and your positive energy is contagious to attract the positive result. Talk to you soon. Stay tuned until the next episode.